Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, folks, we are back for another week of our way far behind Mandalorian show. Yes, nothing has been spoiled, and it is truly a miracle. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that I don't know what the ending is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, th- that is a little surprising. Uh, although, you know, we we talk a lot about the fervor, so to speak, of uh, maybe some of the Star Wars stuff being a little lessened of late. But... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not heavy into social media or anything, but it does certainly seem like people aren't talking much about Star Wars anymore, which eh, comes and goes. I get that. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll just, you know, we'll just keep chugging along until we stop chugging. (laughs) Until we uh, eventually convert it to the all bourbon podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's obviously something we've, uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of discussed here and there. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. But, yeah. uh, you know. Them just keep drinking beer and talking about Star Wars. Yeah, I guess so. So, I suppose, best thing to do would just be to go ahead and, uh, you know, get it out of the way. How's your week been? Effing terrible. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's been... It's been crazy so far. Father's Day was great. Um, got to relax a little bit, you know, kind of getting into last week. We went to Texas Day, Brazil with Dad. Had some good fun there. Ate way too much. Woke up full. Mm. That's always a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, had some fun there. Um, relaxed all Father's Day. Got a uh, gift certificate for a tattoo, so you're going to have to help me sig- get some suggestions in for some nerdy stuff really about that yeah you got a gift certificate for a tattoo yeah yeah because that's the only way she'll get me to do it it's like well there's money committed to it so you have to take some time and spend some money on yourself oh boy (laughs) that's uh that's interesting yeah well we've talked about on the podcast before i've been Planning to do it for a while. It's just one of those things I've never done for myself. Obviously, we've gotten a couple here recently, so uh, probably go the same route and go for some nerdy stuff. I've kind of keep going back and forth between Star Wars and uh, Lord of the Rings right now. <clears throat> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's all a very, <clears throat> you know, very personal thing, I think, and it is. You know, when you it find is. something, you'll sort of know, and then you just go and get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel the, to me personally, it's uh, more about doing something for yourself than being able to explain to someone else and rationalize it or brag about it. It's just, I thought it was cool. I don't, I'm not asking for opinions, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, obviously yeah. the, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Just agreeing. Uh, or not, not been a great week. Work's been uh, lots of fun. Dealing with uh, getting rejected from the promotion that I'm. I feel personally that I'm owed, but uh, really. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing the work of a manager for about four months now, and was uh, basically told 
this week during our our raises and promotions that were given out to the entire team that uh, it is uh, the company policy that I continue to do the work of the position I'm going for and uh, train my replacement in the process. So I've got no time frame whatsoever to actually get the title and raise to what I'm actually doing. <laughs> mm. So not a great week for work. Interesting. But, well, yeah, cor- a lot of corporate jargon. I don't know how much you deal with that with the banking world, but uh, a lot of, well, you need to train your replacement. You know, th- these things take time. You can't just promote someone based on merit. has to <coughs> go through the corporate channels and everything. Mm. Yeah, that's not generally speaking how we uh, <clears throat> how we operate normally. Normally, it's a uh, you know, if somebody goes, then you find a replacement. It's not necessary. I mean, you should, in a way, figure out how to train your replacement. That's not necessarily an unheard of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a little little odd, I guess, what they're doing. Not yeah, yeah. If nothing else, it just ramps up the the search for the tech job, <laughs> which fair, has been very uh, fruitful so far. But hopefully yeah. here soon. Well, that's in a couple bad. months. So yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm sure we'll <clears throat> talk about that a little, little bit as we go along. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. That's that's something. <laughs> Definitely something. Yeah, it is. Mm. Everything else this week has been positive, though, so it can't be totally negative getting the house ready for sale, and that's been going well, and mm. you know, all that fun stuff with loans and everything is working out, so a lot to be happy about. Yeah. Not too bad all along. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess that was just, a crybaby Darth time, so uh, it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now I'm just kind of, I got some anxiety because the dog was left in the room, and the dog is getting angry, and I'm worried the dog is going to start barking. So, if you hear noises, I apologize. <laughs> okay. Well, apologies are necessary because that's your they fault. Are. It is unacceptable. <laughs> if only I truly had the powers of the force, I could open this door so that poor dog could get away from me. If only. If, if only. only. If only. Stronger <clears throat> in the dark side. The the rage of the week has not been uh, affecting me enough. I need to work on my rage. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's something. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, <clears throat> I guess uh, you know this week hasn't been all that spectacular. Um, <clears throat> obviously, yeah. We did our our whole little Father's Day trip. Uh, and that was, that was fine. That was fun. That was, that was a good time. Ate a lot. Um, <clears throat> and then, I mean, the rest of my longer weekend cause of, uh, you know, Juneteenth, um, was just mainly fence, <laughs> fence stuff. Uh, so that's largely done. Just a couple of finishing touches here and there to, uh, to do this weekend and yeah work yeah work and my, my work i don't get know. home and work <laughs> yeah i mean my my uh i don't know my weeks aren't all that 
interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> to to be fair, I guess. So well, that's yeah. a good thing we didn't have this uh, conversation on the Bourbon Podcast. All the inhibitions would have been gone, and we've been complaining and cussing up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I mean, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> definitely something. Obviously, you know, you shoot for the best, uh, but <laughs> yep. doesn't always doesn't always run around like that. So anyway, yeah. always opens up new opportunities. So that's yeah, fair. I mean, it, now now everything's just about uh, uh, further projects, really. I've yeah. got my uh, week off coming up. I, I always take the, um, <clears throat> the first week of uh, July off. So oh, nice. We're yeah, looking I'll at an uh, extended weekend as well. Not sure what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. Plans kind of fell through. We had a... Uh, We'd uh, plan to go to a uh, a campgrounds for Fourth of July weekend, and we had thought that we had prepaid everything, and there was some uh, fine print stuff that I guess we missed at the time, and it was gonna be an extra like twelve hundred dollars to stay there for the weekend. So we really? did end up canceling. So yeah, yeah, Dang. it's one of those uh, bigger chain campgrounds that are like across the country. I can't think of the name of them now, but. Uh, is it that uh, one that I went to? Yes. Yeah, with the cabin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had prepaid quite a bit, but like I said, it's gonna be another twelve hundred bucks for the weekend. So wow. we will have to find a new place to watch fireworks this year, which is fine. But, uh, well, I mean, you know, depending on your on your time, you know, or what you, what you guys have going on, you could always just uh, come on down here Monday, watch a uh, good old red, white, and boom. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't gotten to see it, so that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean we're that's what we're doing. <laughs> so yeah. you're all gonna join. It's you know, we, we generally park a little ways away and then just walk uh mm-hmm. walk down and then walk back. It's it's pretty simple. I, I, I remember <clears throat> I remember when uh you know the parents used to talk about red, white, and boom because you know it was on TV and all that stuff. And uh Oh man, downtown. That's terrible. You you don't want to be down there. That's a terrible place to be, yeah. right? They're very scared of Columbus, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you if you know some of your way around, it's not that big a deal, but but yeah, no. If you uh d- yeah, there you go. If you want to come down, uh you're more than welcome. You, none of you that are listening to this, you you can't come. I mean, no, if, if you're there find us. If you're there, don't don't say anything. Just don't, don't acknowledge yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't. And, uh, you know, now I kind of have to because uh, our tens of listeners will call me out if I don't go. <laughs> they hear about it next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. There you go. But, yeah, no, aside from that, I'm, I'm trying to look at some potential quotes for gravel. And then... Uh, yeah, I'm on the same boat, so... Uh, <laughs> Oh boy! Well, I mean, there there are a few different places on here. I think for the space, it'll probably be between five and six hundred bucks, but we'll, we'll kind of see. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm looking to regravel quite a few things. So I'm well, you sure have a lot. A you have a lot of gravel. Yeah, have, well, th- a, lot a lot of the a lot of that driveway has been completely just washed away to nothing. So it's it's uh it's not just a touch up. It's definitely it's essentially a new 
driveway in a way. So, uh-huh. yeah, it'll be a lot, but it will uh, make a huge difference when it when it's done. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, and then I've I've got some other little little projecty things to do. But that that's the biggest one. We want our parking spaces. So yeah, I bet you're excited about that. I know you're not a big fan of street parking. No, as, is, as should everyone be. To hell with street parking. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not not my favorite. So there you go. There has there has been our week. It is super interesting. And oh, one other thing, <clears throat> this will be fun for technically the uh, the other podcast. But here we go. So there is actually a bourbon drop this Saturday at select liquor places <laughs> for Buffalo. No, it's um, oh, it's okay. a Russell's. Uh, ah, Russell's is good. Uh, oh, yeah. so it is the. It's a single barrel, Russell's Reserve Private Barrel Selection. Ooh, nice. And uh, basically, Russell's kind of reminds me of Woodford, kind of yeah. similar in a way. Don't know if I've ever had that. Um, we well, more basic ones. Well, you can get you know the Russell's Ten, which is you know it's legitimate ten year bourbon, and mm-hmm. it's fairly cheap and it's readily available, so it's it's a good alternative. But um, but yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about seeing if, if there's a possibility to get that. And I mean, we'll obviously, you know, got to go and see, but that would be kind of oh, yeah. fun. Uh, so there bourbon, are they <laughs> local? Don't uh, know. Stores well, it, it's, it's just kind of a select thing. They they'll post the places like the day of, oh, and then okay. it basically it's like 9am type of deal. So it's, it's through like the Ohio liquor agency. If you go in yeah. like, on there, you should sign up for their emails because they do have like a bourbon lottery once a season. Oh, really? And so forth. I actually missed the spring one, but uh, yeah, there there's some there's some stuff that they send out, which is which is kind of fun. So something for you to for you to uh, look into. And for those of you who are in Ohio and enjoy that kind of stuff, there you go. Every state's awesome. a little different. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, never uh, never had heard of that. So good to know. Thank you. There we go. Well, anyway, uh, what do you think? You want to want to talk a little War of the Stars here? Yeah, yeah, exciting episode. So let's get into it. Yeah, so we've got uh, obviously season three. We're on episode seven, chapter twenty-three, "The Spies," and this is the second to last episode. Do they call that the penultimate? Is that what it is? Is that the word for it? I can honestly say I've never heard that word. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, my my smarter friends on these are the voyages have words yeah. for all that sort of stuff. So there we go. Um, but yeah, so second to last episode here, we're we're narrowing it down to the end, and uh, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and kick it in. A little over fifty minute episode. Um, obviously, the episode doesn't span that much because we have these grandiose beginnings and lots the of post credits and stuff like that. So not quite fifty minutes. But uh, we open up with our, uh, our, what is her name? <laughs> uh, God, <laughs> terrible. I did not pull up. You know, I didn't think I'd be challenged by it this week, so I did not pull up cast list. You know what's funny? What's also super awesome? That apparently my mouse died. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So that is my job. So did you guys enjoy that commercial break? 
That was literally a fractional second. Oh, we're back. Okay. You, you ever, you get that point when you panic, you know, you, you just absolutely panic and just start trying to do things and it messes and everything you lose, up. You lose all memory of how anything works. Yeah. I have no idea if, if any of that screwed up or not. I really don't. I'm going to go back and edit it. Some of that might just be gone. I really don't know. I'll have to see when the file uh, comes through. Yeah. Heck, Dude, I might have lost had... everything for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can always just uh, do a quick summary. Uh, week was, uh, it was a thing, you know. Yeah, Obviously, let's cool. just move on. Anyway, start of the no, episode. I, I had some uh, great technical difficulties before we started. Too. I was trying to watch the episode, and I was setting up my mic boom stand because i just got a new one mm. and i dropped it and somehow miraculously it dropped on, i have tv monitors i don't use computer monitors it dropped on my remote and somehow turned off both tvs <laughs> and in the process it decided to just send a little code to the tvs that says hey don't work properly for about 20 minutes Excellent. i had to like unplug them multiple times to get them to work again. <sighs> good times all right <laughs> So let's restart here. So we're getting into our episode. Uh, we have our our spy whose name is Spy. Our name is her name is uh, Aaliyah Kane. There we go. A name that I did not remember. Yeah, whatsoever. I know. Then that's not why I was close. trying to look it up and realize <laughs> my mouse was dead. Yeah, but it's not even like I kind of know the name. It's like, oh, that's a yeah, that's not something I stored in my memory. Yeah, for sure. So she's working for Moff Gideon. We know that. Um, But she's sort of in communication here and kind of lets him know about this Mandalorian threat of which he is, uh, he's concerned about. He's he's, a little disbelieving that this could possibly be a thing. Yeah. The only thing that could be worse is, uh, you know, Luke showing up again (laughs) for him. Absolutely. So then we, we kind of walk through, Gideon's sort of lair here. We see his clone vats. So he's doing the cloning. And yeah, no foreshadowing here whatsoever. Not even a little bit. And then we get uh, we get our sort of meeting of various First Order remnant officers, which I, I think is kind of fun. And uh, Imperial remnant officers. Yeah. yeah. Not First Order. Did I say First Order? You did. Oh, my bad. Imperial <laughs> remnant officers. Well, there you go. The new trilogy. It's it's first order remnant. Well, that they're be terrible. Well, they they're gonna to be. do that. They're gonna be <laughs> yeah. first order remnant. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then you know we we kind of get this uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn you know reference Draw. here. Yeah. Which is like the most wishy washy drop ever. It's like. But once he returns, like no one's heard from him in a long time. He's not returning. Like, well, yeah, no whatsoever here, just blind faith that he'll return. Yeah, and uh, we also get um, we get uh, Pelion here too, Galad Pelion, who you know we we've obviously seen uh, more than just this time. <laughs> yeah. So we're not just making up a bunch of people, but he, he's pushing effectively f- for Thrawn's return. And then we also have, uh, what was it? It was Commandant Hux, correct? Yes. 
and this this is uh, this is Huck, Hux from the First Order's father. It's his Faja, yeah. who we met Faja. in um, the aftermath books. Mm-hmm. So, time for a reread of those. Uh, I think yeah. I mean, I think it would kind of be interesting. Yeah, I got some extra Audible tokens. I think I might pick them up just uh, to listen to at work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Pe- Pelion is kind of an interesting character um, that yeah. maybe you know down the road we talk a little bit more about in depth, perhaps if we ever you know kind of get to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I I think that it, it's an interesting drop. But you're right; it was a little wishy washy. It's kind of like, but one day he'll return, and everybody's maybe. very skeptical. Yeah about this and of course we all assume that this is what we're getting in ahsoka that's Mm -hmm. the setup for ahsoka we figure yeah um so gideon his plan here is basically wanting resources he wants resources from the collective here that basically are being held in reserve Brendel Hux has resources for his project. Pelion has resources sort of in reserve for the potential Thrawn return. And, you know, Gideon here is trying to pool this in the guise of we could share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. But in reality, There's a new threat to deal with. Correct. And what, what breeds more paranoia or, you know, movement of resources, but a new threat. Yeah. Granted a Mandalorian threat is pretty significant potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, but we get sort of an agreement and, you know, he's going to get his Praetorian guards and some tie bombers and, and a few other resources. So, yeah. Well then we move back. Uh, to uh, you know, I've I misnamed this planet so many times in the prior episode. I'm just gonna let you say it if you remember it. Uh, it's Navarro, right? Navarro. Yeah, it's Navarro. Yeah, that's right. I think I kept I, calling it Navarro. Oh, really? Yeah, in the last I never one. That. <laughs> um, but anyway, we we get this meeting of all the Mandalorians um that we met in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. with old old wolf and and you know Cosca Reeves and everything and we're meeting with the cultist mandalorians and uh th- this you know this is um it's significant because we have two different factions who are very very different in their in quotations way yeah in, in a way quite bitter enemies uh, we kind of get this further into the episode, but uh, biggest threat to Mandalorians are themselves. Ultimately, they do not right. mesh well together. And there's been ample history of the infighting and everything. And yeah, they're very Sith-like. Quite <laughs> <laughs> honest, kind of are. They kind of are. Uh, anyway, we do get Grief Karga here coming through with a little yeah, little yeah. bottle. Yeah, it's like, hey man, I brought you a little present for your buddies. One little bottle. Mando, let's get lit. <laughs> just us, just us. Just with one little bottle. The, the pirates kind of cost us some money here. 
Correct. And then we get potentially one of the most hilarious things. I think one of the most hilarious things. IG, yes. but not IG. We get Gundam IG. Yeah, we get <laughs> the Gundam IG that comes complete with a yes or no button for little Grogu to sit in. Grogu has a mech suit. Grogu has a mech suit. Honestly, now, if only funny. if only he still had his little lightsaber <laughs> to oh, use God. with the mech suit. Well, he chose he chose his way, not the way of the saber. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, this is probably one of the top five things that have ever come out of Star Wars. I'm pretty happy about it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was really yeah. well done. It was hilarious. Just, you know, it's like, get out Walking of there. The no, way. no, yeah. no. Then walking through the city just keeps going. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, so it's obviously showing that he does understand kind of what's going on around him. He just doesn't have the linguistic skills for whatever reason. It'd be interesting if uh, we we touch on this a little more and kind of give him better communication skills through IG-12. It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Essentially the whole thing where it's like, you put this on your dog and you can communicate with your dog. Oh, God, I don't want to communicate with my dog now. Want, walk, now, outside, outside. Frog, soup, frog. (laughs) Well, we get a little bit of comedy here with Grogu sort of like trying to take, um, you know, food from a a vendor and Mando's having to pay for all this stuff that he's basically scarfing down. Uh, it was That's it was a little Mando bit of fun. Got paid, by the way. Who honestly? Who knows? Who even knows how money works? Broke. Yeah, getting broke. I would assume so. Unless it's like the from the the commune, you know, all all the Mandalorians pool their money and they just get to share it all. Yeah, that is the way, comrade. Hundred <laughs> percent. So we we do switch perspective here uh, back to the Mandalorian encampment. And we're having a little hog roast, you know, just a little barbecue at night. Yeah. And Bo is uh, basically wanting to lead a scout party to Mandalore. We are looking to retake Mandalore. And she's asking for volunteers. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing the respect that she has garnered in both camps because she gets volunteers from both camps. And that's like that's pretty much all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, a small scouting party. We're all going. <laughs> small, small guys. I don't need 40 of you. It is it is really cool to see, you know, because now we have the light cruiser and we have a few other smaller ships and, and so forth. Yeah, we we, we have, have the make fleet. Yeah, we have the makings of like a small fleet. It, it's kind of it's fun. It's fun to see, especially post empire rebuild. Yeah. And mini no Republic class cruiser and everything is pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously very reminent, reminiscent more of the clone wars than, yep. than the, uh, the time of, of, you know, Palpatine and everything. This is very, seems like older, older tech here still would have been pretty sweet if they would have used some of the old, uh, clone wars era transport ships. Oh, well, seeing a bunch sure. of Mandalorians drop out of those instead of troopers, especially with you know the 
the irony of it being essentially, you know, Troopers being a clone of a Mandalorian to mm-hmm. that, that'd be pretty sweet to see. Well, in quotations, not a yes, Mandalorian. A man. Not yeah. really a Mandalorian. Like, not by blood, you know? Yeah. Just by creed. I identify as a Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, effectively. Um, so we get our sort of party here of, of folks that are yeah. coming down. And uh, again, Killing idea scouting party, like still ended up being too many. It was quite a few, but it's fine. You know, you move in force. I but, love how Mando's like the only one not sending his. It's like, it's fine. I'll just stand here awkwardly. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> so we do get down to the planet, but the planet is not uninhabited. And we're not just talking about creatures. We actually have Mandalorians who have been surviving yeah. on this planet since the purge. We have the remnant of Mandalorians. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> which is it, pretty cool. They uh, they feel they look pretty rough. They, yeah, oh yeah. They've gone through a lot. They're definitely suffering for some from some PTSD. You know, not every Mandalorian in this group has actually dealt with the purge, and mm-hmm. you can tell the difference between the ones that have and haven't. We even have little conversations about that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I mean, I like this kind of fleshing out of the story, honestly. We, we also get the story of how Bo-Katan effectively lost the Darksaber, and yeah, you know, she was trying surrender. to bargain for her people, which didn't, didn't work out. And it's, uh, it's interesting to me, because the, the way they went with this scene definitely seemed like we were going to have some deserters. So mm. uh, it was... Kind of cool to see that even clearly through their frustration, they still stuck with her. It just kind of yep lends itself to how good of a leader she is. Yeah, I I, I agree, definitely agree. Um, how do you like their little machine that they have? <laughs> what are you referring to? Their their little pirate machine here that they're oh, they're riding along on. <laughs> the little the little uh, weird. Uh, Parts of the Caribbean skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, totally I mean. Totally going to enjoy this for a long time. Oh, for a long time. Yeah. A long time. Um, we, we also get a little bit of, you know, the old and the new, the cult and the non-cult conflict. We're still getting this conflict because we really haven't resolved anything. Mm-hmm. And it winds up kind of culminating in a fight between, you know, Paz Vizla and uh, Wolf, what what is his full? It's Wolf Wolf something, right? I just I just Dick Wolf. It's not Dick Wolf. I know it's not Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want it to be, but it is uh, certainly not. Hold on, I am getting there. Well, see the 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 problem is is that like. Uh, um, Gosh, my brain is so tight. Axe wolves. Axe wolves. Axe wolves. But we we also have, um, my God, I I cannot think tonight. But uh, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't even want to ask because (laughs) I will embarrass myself because I should just know this, but but I'm just so blank. Um, Who's the current savior of Star Wars, Austin? The current savior of Star Wars? Yeah. You talk about Filoni? Yeah. Dave yeah. Filoni's character was also a wolf or something like that. In, in yes. Ma- yes. Our, uh, our 
X-wing pilot. <sighs> God, <laughs> I feel I feel terrible. I'm just like I'm just. Maybe I need to go to bed. Maybe I ne- maybe I just <laughs> need to be tucked into bed and just just go to sleepy sleep. Huh. Anyway. Hey, I can find it. Don't worry. I have a mouse. Yeah, it's terrible. So anyway, still not have a a mouse. Just uh, nope. It's still just doing a charge. And maybe it. Well, maybe it, I need to. It, it, maybe I need to reboot my computer or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. It's what well, it is. Uh, it's it's Trapper Wolf. Trapper Wolf. Yeah, that's the wolf we're talking about. There we go, Trapper. Anyway, so we get our fight. It doesn't last very long because Grogu intervenes in his mech suit. No, 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 no. no, no. I also like the little head nod, you know, he gives Mando. It's, it's sign of growth. You know, he's understanding more around the way. He's understanding the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then of course, what epic episode would be complete without a ridiculous Kaiju level monster. Oh God! That we rarely, that we briefly see, and it just is not in the show anymore. Yeah. B- before that, though, I, I really, I really had kind of a, um, a lot, a lot of thoughts of like danger. You know, the armor brings back up to our ship survivors. You know, people who were injured. Yeah, which obviously sets you up for potentially what's going to be a huge battle, foreshadowing for mm-hmm. it at least. Well, my thing was, I thought they were just going to be shot down by Gideon's Oh, yeah. Yeah, fleet absolutely. I whatever. saw the fleet. It's like, oh, God, what is going to happen? And, uh, you know, so I will say great job at building suspense in the yes, episode absolutely. because I was just, I was like, they're all just going to be shot down, right? Like, she, the armor is going to go up there and just be in flames, right? Yeah, and it's it's the casual nature of the armor that I think makes me feel the most anxious at that moment. Hundred um, percent. Really, got to wonder if that was even the intent of the scene, or if it was filler. I, you know, that's a great question for me. I just hope it was it was meant the way it was that the way I yeah. took it. So yeah, if so, I really appreciate it. No doubt. But then, yes, we eventually get our big monster who just destroys our little skiff here completely yeah and uh yeah definitely kills multiple mandalorians in the process sure does very interesting really cool scene (laughs) it it is it is cool the the visuals on mandalore i think are really really neat it it, it's it's odd though that like they've survived all this time and then they just happen to run into this giant monster i know you know, how many years has it been and this happens? Uh, yeah. I love the post-apocalyptic feel of this portion of the episode, though. Right. I really appreciate it. Same here. Same here. And the lighting is, like, perfect, even in these dark caverns. Like, the aesthetics of this episode are probably one of the highest points of the series, I'd say. I agree. No, I, I agree. The You, you remember when the last season of game of Thrones came out and you know, we get to the battle of Winterfell and they just forgot to light it. So dark. People were turning their contrast around brightness up and all this stuff. And we watched it on a projector and had so little light control. It was, it was so terrible. Yeah. And I, I just, I remember, I remember like, you know, a lot of the talk at the time, Oh, it was intentional. It's like, it looked like crap. 
No, you couldn't I don't see care how anything. intentional it was. I understand that that's probably the scenario they were in. But you know what? The Battle of Helm's Deep probably would have been pretty damn dark, too, but we got to actually visually enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 anyway, that's a that's a whole nother thing. But as we're getting into these caverns, uh, we're attacked by Beskar armor wearing or clad stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Which are one of my favorite new stormtroopers. They are freaking awesome. Well, they they are. I mean, they're they're definitely uh, a match. And yeah. we've seen this with Mando. He he utilizes his armor a lot as a defensive he tool. He's uh, very bent forward to protect his limbs, his mm-hmm. joints, and everything. And uh, stormtroopers are not. They're still stupid. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely seems like that it's it's just sort of a, a tactic a tactic that they all use now the one thing that the mandalorians have going for them that maybe these troopers don't is that the mandalorians are going to understand the weaknesses in the armor yes and while it looked like in the beginning they were having some trouble they eventually you know did fixate under the neck you know behind you know the you know your hamstrings and everything see some of the knife work uh, come out well, so you know, what better what better person to be able to assassinate someone in beskar than someone in beskar who's been in it for their entire life exactly just it, it's they they kind of screwed themselves in a way i mean it's obviously a step up from a stormtrooper but not that much well the thing is because they didn't lose many people true in this process the, the the thing about troop stormtroopers are they, they were never necessarily like the elite but they just it was numbers and tactics that that sort of aided in in the trooper and, and we're even talking about like clone troopers norm, it was almost you know normandy tactics just sure throw as many bodies at it as possible and that's that's how they won yeah no i would i would agree with you on that but even when we look at like storm tro- or the clone troopers the clone troopers were able to take down Jedi and mm-hmm. you wouldn't have necessarily thought that, that would have been realistic. But when you think about it and it's, you know, it's been talked about a lot where in, in a scenario where you're fighting, eventually even a Jedi will tire and they can only block shots for so long. And if you get just a ton of volume, it's almost near, it's near impossible um, except, except for Yoda in the opening <laughs> menu of Revenge of a Sith on DVD. Yeah, that's true. That's that little true. guy will survive forever. I have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is important to note that uh, troopers were 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 a volume, a volume yeah. force. So anyway, we do get to the point where we're sort of chased down and, and chased into, excuse me, into a trap. Um, our Mandalorians are sort of cut into two forces, um, and Mando is captured. Mm-hmm. He is captured, and we we show Moff Gideon in his uh, suit, and he gets to do his, you know, Giancarlo Stanton monologue. Who were not you know, can I point out one thing? Yeah. That is as nitpicky as nitpicky can be. Will not be a mark against this episode at all. 
But when you are holding a Mandalorian in full Beskar armor in a position where they are trapped, why would you point the blaster at their helmet? <laughs> why wouldn't you put the blaster right up against their neck? Like, why would you? That's fair. What is that going to do? Because a, a little blaster pistol like that, the recoil won't even affect him. He'll just headbutt it out of your hand. Yeah. And Clearly, that, he's got no chance of surviving this if he were to yeah. attack. But, like, it just shows the naivete of the stormtroopers. Yeah. Kind of goes back to what we were saying. All about mass. You know, yep. All volume. Anyway. Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, and that's, that's a good, that's a definitely good, uh, good call out. Um, but you know, Gideon, so he has Mando rest of the Mandalorians are behind a, you know, blast door. They're taking Mando to the debriefing room and they're getting ready to launch, uh, their, their tie bombers to try and take out the Mandalorian fleet. Now we did miss one part where, uh, old Dick Wolf took off you know, just into space, mm-hmm. you know, to potentially warn the fleet. And we'll get to that here in a bit. Uh, actually, I don't even know if that was, I don't think that was really a part of this episode where we continue that, but he was able to escape. Mm-hmm. And then we get, you know, a section where we're able to, you know, cut a hole in the blast door and Paz Visla does his tank routine. Yes. Yes. The ultimate warrior. You know, th- this was, I mean, this was a lot of fun f- for me personally. I-, I-, I think this entire deal, first of all, whenever I played like, uh, oh, what was it? Um, Battle f- Battlefront, Battlefront, two. Battlefront yeah. 2. I always loved going out there as a heavy gunner. Yeah. I just thought it was, yeah. it was fun to just lay down fire, even though yeah, that you can be the guy that lays in the background snipes, but. Let's be honest. Who doesn't want to be the mini gun wielder? Yeah, and and I mean the deal is is that the darn thing is not particularly, at least in that game at the time, was not particularly effective. Uh, yeah. You really had to put some shots down, but it, it was it was always a lot of fun for me. Yeah, whereas Paz here uh, has perfect accuracy because he he does not. This this isn't one of those typical last stand scenes where. Clearly, he should kill a bunch of people, but, like, he might kill one or two. No, he is pinpoint accurate with this chain gun, and he is a force to be reckoned with. And he always is. He really always is. But Paz Vizsla has become one of my favorite characters up to this point. He really has had a great arc, even though we don't get a lot of background with him. But the way that he changes, and I don't know, his heart is... uh, definitely something to call out he's a great character yeah they 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 did an excellent job of uh developing him as as a character and there's there's really there's really nothing more to say they just did a great job yeah now he does deal with our troopers but remember we also ask for do overheat true but we also ask for three praetorian guards which and no one really gives credit to because I feel like Praetorian guards were kind of uh, ruined a bit in both Revenge of the Sith <laughs> and a few other places because they're just kind of thrown around like ragdolls, quite literally, and ignored 
but uh, they are a force to be reckoned with. They yeah. are truly one of the most elite warriors in all the galaxy. Up there with, uh, I would compare one of them to like 10 Yuzun Vong warriors, personally. Well, they're very skilled, but, you know, in in The Last Jedi, we, we got to see not necessarily the Praetorian guards, but, you know, a variant of that fight, mm-hmm. Kylo Ren and Rey. And that was a beautiful scene. It was. And it was uh, that was the pinnacle of the new trilogy, I think. Right. And they obviously gave the two a run for their money. There's no doubt about that, but they were defeated. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the point. They, they should be able to stand up to any non force wielder and even give a force wielder a run for their money because they are the elite. But I think it was a good use of them here. And, yes. you know, Paz really didn't have, he, he really didn't do well. <laughs> no. I hate to say and, it. Uh, if Paz had the dark saber, I think he would have probably won this fight. Paz is not a pushover, and he wasn't meant to no. be looked at as a pushover in this scene. Um, but he was three, three against one is tough. He was he was outnumbered. He had a knife. Yep, and a he shield. Blaster. Yes, if he had his blaster, he would have killed them. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, the Praetorian armor is not Beskar, so it is definitely something you could have dealt with. So, well, it might be Beskar. We don't really could know be for that. this. Could be for this. Uh, it's never been mentioned that I know of. Yeah. So I could be completely wrong there. Uh, yeah, anyone mention that, if you do know, if that is Beskar armor, be kind of cool to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is vested in this. And it's a very sobering moment. Uh, and we cut right after his death. Well, and that's how that's how you should set up a finale, though. You, yes. you do have to give the good guys a reason for pause, you know, that maybe yeah. they won't make it out of this. And I do think uh, in a scene of sacrifice, there's something to be said about a character dying without reaction from anyone else in the cast and for it to be the last moments of an episode. It's very jarring and it's very... Uh, it's memorable yeah. for the most part when that happens. I mean, that's all. Th- not that this is necessarily a good guy, but like, think of the Sopranos. You know right. how that ended. Essentially, the the th- it's not even a theory. It's been kind of uh, verified by the writer of the show. The end of the Sopranos is him being shot in the back of the head. <laughs> it's just yeah. instant death, and that's basically what we get here. And then fade to black. So it's a it's a good method, and I really appreciate that they used it on this. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, guess what? Yeah, I got my mouse back. Cool, cool, good, good thing because uh, there's a lot to look up. <laughs> I know it's so fun. <laughs> you know, I will say, totally dropped the ball. Didn't look up IMDb, so it's a good thing you got back. Yeah. yeah, so awesome. we should probably move into the rating portion here and uh, give this thing a nice little rating. IMDb currently with a little over 16,000 votes, has this episode at an 8.8. Believe that? Okay. That is the highest of the entire season. Interesting. Uh, Do you have access to the entire series? I'm interested to see if that's the highest rated episode. I don't think it is. Oh, ever? Well, it couldn't be. 
because yeah, clearly it couldn't be. So oh, it's um, it's not the 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 Jedi where we see Ahsoka is sure. currently at a nine point three. Um, Where's our finale with Luke at? Nine point eight. Okay. So last season was rated particularly high. There was uh, let's see, only one episode that was below an eight, and that was a seven point eight, and that was the episode two. Okay. Um, let's actually look at season one. I'm just curious now. Uh, <clears throat> Death of IG would probably be pretty up, pretty high up there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, season season one had two episodes that were below an eight, a seven five for the gunslinger and a seven point seven for the sanctuary. Um, but yeah, I mean okay. it's highest rated episode, and again, IMDb was the finale redemption at a nine point two. So yeah, I mean there's some pretty highly rated episodes. The, season three is really where we have a lot, a big bigger drop, bigger drop. But yeah. eight point eight is what they have this episode at. So what are you gonna give it and why? Okay. Well, let me preface it with this. I uh, <laughs> I annoy myself so much with this. I don't know where I rated my highest ranked episodes, which would be the uh, the Ahsoka episode. And also, you know, obviously anything with Luke, I mm-hmm. rate extremely high. So I apologize if this contradicts any of the ratings. I'm sure it will. But this is the best episode of the season so far, and it's uh, by far, by very far. Um, I think that the aesthetics of this episode were very well curated. They made Mandalore just a amazing spectacle. Everything about it, from the music to the the visuals, was great. Um, our little encounter with the beast wasn't overblown, which I appreciate because we have been very beast heavy on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate how they used it. Um, our interactions between the different factions are really interesting. The way that Bo uh, conducts herself dealing with these different factions and trying to be very neutral and understanding to all their different beliefs, upbringings, and situations and circumstances uh, lends to her character, um, lends to her leadership ability, Um when I for for the for a split second when Mando uh, pledged his fealty to her, I had a moment where I thought ah, we're getting away from it being about Mando. Well, I stopped and thought about it, and it's a, a very good natural progression of things. It makes sense that he would do this, and I think it's also character progression for him in this episode because he acknowledges some of the flaws in his group by doing it, and also. Uh, opens himself up for some interesting potential scenes in the future, I think. Um, Potentially being a sacrifice for Bo, even if we want to end the season or the series that way. Uh, Everything with Paz Vizsla was awesome. His sacrifice was uh, one of the most epic scenes I've seen on Star Wars TV. And this is definitely in the top three for me. This episode was great in every way i have no real complaints about it honestly um so i'm gonna rate it at 9.4 oh wow okay yeah good deal so um i mean first and foremost you know 
I, it was, it was a great episode. It was set up very, very well. Um, the, you know, the, the, just the, the setting, the, you know, walk through our, you know, kind of reveal that, you know, there are, you know, these troopers and Gideon's sort of faction here on Mandalore operating, uh, you know, again, out of Mandalore. So I, I think that there's, there's a, a ton to, to love in that regard. And, you know, the, the sacrifice of Paz Vizsla at the end was, was, you know, it was, it was a very, it was a very good way to go, you know, for, for a warrior, so to speak. So I, I definitely appreciate that a lot. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, kind of, as you were saying there with, uh, you know, Bo and, and sort of being able to bridge the gap a little bit here between the, the two Mandalorian factions. I think that that's, you know, that, that's an important thing to be able to one do and two, to be able to show. Um, so I, I really like the way that that played out. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, even seeing our sort of survivors from, from, you know, the purge and, them reconnecting with, with Bo and, and not even for a second thinking that they wouldn't follow her in, into this effort. You know, the, the creature thing was a little bit random, but you know, okay, fair enough. Not a big deal there, but you know, I, I do temper a little bit just mainly because it is a setup episode. And I mean, I know the finale because I've watched it. You don't. So I, I, I tend to try and go a little bit less on setup episodes, uh, you know, just as a, as a general rule, being more cautious. Cause I like to see how the story plays out. I know how the story plays out so I can kind of be a little bit more concise, I suppose. Uh, but I don't know if I have the episode in, in the nines. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not quite sure if I, if I have that in me to throw it that high, um, because I, I do think, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's a feeling I get where I'm not quite feeling the flow overall as much as I did in some of like last year's episode or last season's episodes where everything was just very controlled in, in one little story arc. But you know, I, I did really enjoy myself, so I can't go nine. I'm going to go 8.9. I'm going to go above the, the IMDB rating. And I, I think an 8.9 is where I'm going to settle on it. Yeah. Right on. Uh, I'm sure that opinion for me will probably change a little bit seeing the finale, just, uh, probably the most excited I've been on the season. So I'm a little gung ho. I I'll admit that. Well, that's good, um, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> you know, to yes. see the rest. Yeah. And also, neither of us touched on uh, <laughs> IG-12. Mm. Need we say more? Just, yeah. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a fun part of the episode. A lot, lot of fun to to get little Grogu involved with, uh, with the mech suit. And obviously, you'll see a little bit more of how that pans out as, as we go into the next episode. So Yeah, yeah. Excited. Uh, we're... We're very late, but we're finally there. We are uh, about to hit our finale. 
hundred percent, man. We're we're chugging towards the end, so um, time for Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, all of you enjoyed the episode here. I know we're still pretty far behind, and uh, hopefully, the technical difficulties about midway through didn't take you out of it. Because uh, <laughs> God, I hate when that happens. You just have that panic yeah. moment. Yeah. But um, you know, we will. We'll do better next time, I swear. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but yeah, anything else we need to chat about before we uh, head out? I think we're good. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you joining, and as always, and you know, providing far more mouse common commentary than I could or can. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if if any of you would like to interact with the show. Um, you know, we do have the social media at TC Plan Podcast, Twitter, Facebook. We're not crazy active there, but it's there. If you do want to get a hold of us uh, just to talk about Star Wars or whatever, uh, TC Plan Podcast at gmail.com is our email. And we'd be happy to discuss anything that you think would be relevant to a Star Wars podcast. So I believe that is it. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>